Deviant Women, the podcast number one. So my name is Lauren. My name is Alicia, and uh, we've we've just decided to start this podcast to talk about one of our favourite subjects, um, which is Deviant Women. Hooray! Um, it's something that we're both very interested in. Uh, Lauren here. Uh, is shortly to be a doctor. I think it's important to talk about that in the first. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. Can we do that in the first podcast? I, I don't know. We can do anything we want because we're we? free individuals. We're free individuals. Um, whose wonderful, wonderful PhD recently validated as wonderful. Is that a thing? <laughs> that's a thing, isn't it? That's what they, that's the stamp. That's the stamp. <laughs> validated <laughs> as wonderful. It's a pretty good stamp. Um, was on... Some deviant women, yeah, really, a couple of deviant women, a couple of deviant women from my imagination, though not real women, not real women, but some elements of real women Mm. influence absolutely this particular work, yeah. And we're going to start there this week, yeah, aren't we? We are. So this week we're going to talk about one of the women who inspired my creative work, a uh, um, a woman named Florence Cook, who yeah, I don't know if anyone will know anything about Florence. Like I feel like. I know a lot about Florence Cook, but that's because I know a lot more about Victorian spiritualism than most other people. I know very few Florences in in general. I know Florence of Florence and the Machine. Florence Welch. Yes. And I know a lady called Florence that I used to work with. She was wonderful. She was a doll. But (laughs) those are the only Florences I know anything about. Yeah. So your Florence is entirely new to me. (laughs) And I imagine to many people. Well, yeah, I mean, so Florence Cook, and I also, I feel like I need, like, to me, it's like Florence Cook, I automatically think Victorian spiritualism, but of course, most people probably don't even know what Victorian spiritualism even means. No. Do I need to explain that? I doubt they do. Do you know what it means? Uh, I do, but I think that's just because I'm friends with you. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) not everybody has that privilege. So spiritualism basically, and I guess we should, I don't, we should actually probably talk about what we're going to talk about in the podcast before we dive straight into Florence Cook. Oh, that's a very good idea. All right. (laughs) We just went straight in there. Let's reel it back for a moment. Just for a second. Yeah. And then we'll get into Florence. All right. Let's do it. So what we are actually planning on doing on an ongoing basis Mm. is talking about a lot of different deviant women. Um, Throughout history contemporary women as well but also fictional and mythological yeah women too so um basically all everything female yeah and um and by deviant like we don't what does deviant really what does deviant mean to you mm, that's a good Obviously, question yeah. isn't it yeah well i think i've expressed previously that it does bring up I, images of porn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's not what like we're talking you, about. When you Google image search when, it. Yes. When, when I made the mistake <laughs> of Google image searching deviant women, 
it was predominantly porn. porn. However, though interestingly, in that porn, it was mainly dominatrix porn. Oh. So I think that suggests something about the idea of deviant women, yeah. doesn't it? That yes. they're the kind of women that have some kind of power. Yeah, I was just going to say that so, the very idea of a woman being in a dominant position yeah. is considered deviant. That's right. That's pretty so, interesting in and of itself. Yeah, so I think this idea of deviant women comes back to having some kind of authority or power. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're not supposed to have it. Where you're not supposed to have it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, so just like kind of strong, powerful women who maybe broke or bent the rules a little bit. Yeah. Who yep. weren't afraid to kind of follow follow what they wanted to do or yep. ended up in situations where they maybe needed to like rely on something that is otherwise like not typically considered to be particularly feminine. Yeah. And because I think as well it's that idea of um, it's not even necessarily that somebody sets out to find power or to mm-hmm. be deviant. It's yeah. not that they think to themselves, I am going to now mm-hmm. deviate from societal Societal? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Norms. Um, It's more that perhaps just simply through the very function of following what it is that they're interested in doing, going to the places they want to go, living their life the way they have, they have unwittingly broken those taboos and done something different. Yeah, absolutely. Or have just kind of found themselves in a situation where they need to rely on that in order to escape from that situation absolutely and have kind of ended up doing something in the meantime yeah 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 so we've got quite a we've got a a list we've been brainstorming like it wasn't really very hard for us because Alicia so (laughs) Alicia told you what I do but Alicia also is writing about um a deviant woman that's right yes studies deviant women as well in her research yeah and um monstrous motherhood Mm. for the most part so and monstrous motherhood in um mythology and folklore and fairy tales and fun things like that which i can't wait to get into so um yeah so it's definitely something that is very integral to both of our research interests yeah research interests sounds very boring (laughs) in this context also creative interests yeah that's that's what we write about a lot absolutely so um so that's where this the genesis of this podcast came from really is It's, it's an excuse for us to um drink (laughs) and and, um just talk shit about a topic that really interests us and we've just got a microphone on and we're like well if anyone else wants to eavesdrop onto this nonsense conversation about really awesome women (laughs) then good for them and welcome yeah that's right yeah (laughs) bring it on come and join us so tonight we're drinking scotch Scotch and Coke. We've got yeah. a mixer with it. It's not Scotch on the rocks. Um, we're not feeling quite that hardcore at the moment. Nah, we're not trying that deviant. To, trying to make the chinking of glass of a. It was chinking really well before, but my ice is melted. Yeah. yeah, now mine just sounds like plastic, so it's that's fine. Um, <laughs> so any strange noises in the background is probably that. So yeah, so where should I start? I guess I should start a little bit. Okay, so that, yeah, tell me the basic story. Like, okay. who is this woman? So Florence Cook. She, um, she's a Victorian, a very famous Victorian spiritualist. Um, in so England. In, in England, England we're talking she was about. active in London in yeah. the 1870s. Yeah. Um, cause I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting No, now. you go. Cause I think this is the thing about Victorian, right? We talk about this yeah. Victorian era and we, I think automatically go mm. to Victorian England. I do. That's an automatic go-to, I think, for a yeah. lot of people. Because we think about literature that comes out mm. of that time. We think about television shows yeah. that we watch that yeah. are all set in that time. But obviously, the 1890s... We're at a port. We're at a port. <laughs> we're at a port. Um, obviously, the 1890s existed 
all over the world <laughs> at that point. And, I mean, and of course, the, the British Empire was pretty big. Yeah. So really, like, Victoria as the figure and the name of that period is significant in a lot of spaces. But it's also a very Western assumption yeah. to, to make about that. Yeah. And it's time. also obviously a period of time that was that is longer than like, – started before the 1890s anyway. Yes. But this Florence Cook was around the 18- 1870s. Oh, 1870s. 1870s. Right. Yes. Sure. So she's a little okay. bit earlier than that. A little bit earlier. Um, right. So she was born in um, – uh, let me just <laughs> – she was born in 1856. Oh, okay, right. So she was born sure. in 1856, um, eldest of four, and her parents moved to London, to Hackney, specifically from Kent. So I guess what's kind of important about her family situation is that she belongs to this kind of upper working slash lower middle class. Mm-hmm. So they, the family had one servant, so they weren't like the dregs of society. Yeah, right. But they're yep. also not – they're definitely not – they're not middle class. But they are considered respectable and they certainly tried to like kind of uphold this this like – uh, facade of respectability mm-hmm. i suppose because that's mm-hmm. really really important especially for aspirational classes to seem like you're respectable because there's so yeah. many class assumptions yeah yeah in, and, and like everything i mean when you think of victorian london particularly like your associations with that time i mean mine are certainly to do a lot with huge class division yeah like and then all sorts of just various structure, very rigid structures yeah. in terms of class and gender yeah. and, and sp- all sorts of things. I suppose as well those class divides were a lot more easy to sort of spot straight away depending on how you looked, what you wore, yeah. how you were presented. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously still in this day and age you can, you know, there are things about how people present that you might make some kind of assumption mm-hmm. right or wrong mm-hmm. about their sort of social standing, I suppose. But there is this very sort of definitive way that the upper class look yep. and that the lower classes yep. look. Yep. Um, so there's a lot about appearances yep. in that as well. And when you're in these kind of borderland classes as well, like there's a lot of really little things like the fact that the drawing room or the room at the front of the house with the big windows that faces onto the street, this is the room where you put all of your nice furniture yeah. and, and you keep really clean and really lovely because people that are walking by can see in yeah. and make assumptions about you and your family. Like it's that division between the public and the private, which is yeah. really important yeah. in this time. And so then you've got all the chaos of the house at the back, mm. but everything that it, it, at the front is really nice. And this is, and this is actually like a really important con like a really important idea to keep in mind when it comes to Florence Cook. Mm-hmm. And she does come from this lower lower upper middle sorry not upper middle upper working yeah lower kind of class uh, and we'll see why soon so we'll come back into it why I like that. why this class division is important so coming back to florence so she's so yeah she's she she's a young girl in um when she was about 14 years old she started to be affected by trance-like states <laughs> so she'd fall asleep all the time. She daydreamed a lot. She responded to being awoken um, with like fits, which I don't know. That sounds fairly reasonable, really, <laughs> doesn't know. it? I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> whenever sure. I've done my research about this, I'm like, that doesn't sound particularly uncommon no. <laughs> for a 14 year old girl. I don't know. I don't know. I'd yeah. Sleeping all the what? I'm sleeping all the time. All the time. Wow. That's crazy. Getting cranky when somebody wakes you up. Yeah. No idea. No idea what that's like. Yeah. Crazy mood swings. What? 
strange. Foreign. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> <Obviously>. weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And oh, and just daydreaming all the time. Yeah, like, I know. Who, what, what teenage girl does that? <laughs> Seriously. So, however, along with this, things at home got a little bit weird. Okay. So strange phenomena began to occur um, with reports of poltergeist activity in the oh, home. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so things moving around, yep. that sort of stuff. Strange, happening. like knocking and rapping sounds, furniture moving, oh. um, disembodied kind of sounds. I have that here in my house, but I blame it on the possum. <laughs> the possum. <laughs> Did Florence have a possum? She... That Probably sounds like that sounds like, a, sounds like a euphemism for something, but it's I didn't intend it to be. I don't know what's the British version of a possum. Oh God, I don't know. A squirrel. A squirrel. A squirrel. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with squirrel. She yeah. had a squirrel in the attic. She had a squirrel. <laughs> the mad squirrel in the attic. That was great. That's um, good. so. Um, yeah, so weird stuff's happening. Florence is going into trance states and stuff. Then things ramp up. So Florence began experimenting. So spiritualism, I should, okay, so I should just take a step back. Spiritualism became, it kind of began in the 1850s in New York um, with a pair of, with a pair of sisters. No, it wasn't. It was a trio of sisters, the Fox sisters, um, who claimed that they were being sent messages from a dead peddler in their cellar. So he would like, he communicated through rapping, spirit rapping. That's when you like knock. Like knock once for yes and two yeah. for no and whatever. And, and then, claimed that he was buried in their cellar. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was buried in the cellar. And so I don't I actually don't even know if they ever Yeah, I'm mean, like, did they ever investigate? Like investigate that? and dig him up? I actually can't remember. But they were Yeah, no, I can't this remember. This is something <laughs> this is something that the listeners at home could yeah, possibly that's look right. at. You can yeah. have a look at that's right. have a look at that. So then it spread to the UK. Um and I guess the 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 reason why spiritualism became really popular at this time is remember in the 1850s 60s 70s this kind of period there's a huge influx of new scientific kind of information Mm -hmm. so geological discoveries which are proving that the earth is more than six thousand years old there's charles darwin published origin of species um dinosaur fossils are being discovered in lyme regis like all of this stuff is occurring which is making people kind of no longer have the same absolute faith yeah. in the Bible that they once had, but also meaning that they now have this huge like interest in science mm. and what like new discoveries there are. So spiritualism um, basically is the belief that the dead can still communicate with us. Mm. I mean, and it's most essential kind of yeah. simplistic thing is that the dead um, can be communicated with us, can communicate with us, that um, they go on to another plane, um, they still exist. In terms of the actual, I guess, theology of it, it's pretty vague. Yeah, but I mean, it, it kind of sounds like the sort of thing where um, because faith in that sort of rigid doctrine of the church is starting to be questioned, mm. there's kind of a desire to look for answers elsewhere yeah. and for, yeah. um, you know, like how can we explain the afterlife where do people go yeah if, if god in heaven's not a thing anymore mm. then where have all of my family and mm-hmm. loved ones gone when they've yep. passed away like if yep. they didn't go to heaven what's happened so it's kind of maybe this searching mm. for alternatives to this christian yeah and, and searching also for a method of um tangibility mm. so spiritualism i guess the thing is that when you've got 
we'll get into the specifics of kind of what happened, but um, basically mediums would um, communicate with spirits in a, in a variety of ways, but a lot of these ways are very tangible. You can hear and see the presence of spirits. Mm-hmm. And so this includes things like table wrapping, you know, like oh, yeah. that from disembodied. That was Lauren knocking on a table. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't a, a spirit. I mean, we can try. It was a spirit. <laughs> it was a spirit. Um, so rapping and then also things like automatic writing where uh-huh. medium would go into a trance and the spirits would write through their hand. And often this was in different handwriting, sometimes different languages. Yeah. Um, I had think- a friend who did that in high school, but that's a whole different <laughs> story. That's a story for another time. Yeah. And, and then channeling, spirits speaking through you. And we'll get into the, like, the really spectacular one because this is what Florence Cook is very famous for. I'll talk about that soon. But all sorts of other things like stuff would fall from the ceiling like because this is the thing so and also i should say that this generally took place in seances and i think we all probably have a an idea of what a seance entails lots of people sitting around in the dark communicating with the dead yeah but the thing is another nothing questionable about that at all nothing weird perfectly fine (laughs) but another thing about seances that i think is really important to remember which differs which is like so different from traditional kind of religion is that seances were a lot of fun and like they weren't like these yeah, serious and somber affairs. Yeah. yeah, they would do all sorts of stuff. So like, manifested flowers would fall from the ceiling. Um, apparently, once Princess Marguerite requested a cactus, and twenty of them fell onto her from the ceiling. Another <laughs> sitter. What? That's yeah. Just so really, this is that's thing, a very strange. I think request. it's called a porting. That I would just like to say that sounds like the sort of request that you had to set up earlier, like not to sort of like blow out. The yeah. sort of, not to sound like a skeptic, yeah. but it sounds to me like somebody said, hey, we've got all these cactus. <laughs> can someone so can you it? make sure you ask for cactus? Yeah. Like, don't screw it up and ask for, like, roses because that's not what we've got. No, it's got to be a succulent. Specifically ask for a succulent. And not any succulent. It's like a cactus. Yeah. That's it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but stuff would fall from the ceilings. Um Another sitter asked for a sunflower and got apparently got a sunflower that was six feet tall. Oh, okay. So I don't know where. I don't know how you fake. I don't. I guess they. I don't know. So and they there are that in. there were reports of um, creatures like lobsters and urchins being manifested oh, in the seance. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and spirits were really like mischievous and fun. Like they wanted to play with people because they they wanted to like kind of embody this idea that like life is fun. Yeah. and worth living. And mm-hmm. you know, just because you're dead doesn't mean that you have to become all like super serious. Yeah. So like they tickled people and teased people. They also would sometimes hit and kick people they didn't like. Oh, yeah. Fair yep. enough. Um, they levitated people, um, moved furniture about the room. So, yeah. That's... So, yeah, a lot more fun than <clears throat> listening to a sermon about fire yeah. and brimstone yeah, exactly. on a Sunday morning. Yes. A lot more fun. A lot more fun than that. So, um, so that's – I can't remember where we were up to. But basically that's spirit. That's the appeal. That's, a... that's, that's... – Spiritualism. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the appeal. appeal. Yeah, exactly. That's wow, the appeal jinx. of it. <laughs> um, so Florence began to experiment with this kind of stuff with her um, some school friends um, and their parents, apparently. And so she started doing things like table wrapping mm-hmm. um, and once apparently levitated furniture at a table tilting session. Mm. Um, that's when everyone was like, hmm, there's something going on here. Yeah, right. um, and messages during these seances told her that she was destined to become a famous medium. And they gave her instructions to find the secretary of the local spiritualist society. 
Yes. (laughs) That is so practical. Very explicit instructions. Uh, That was the Dalston Circle. So they told her to seek out the Dalston Spiritualist Circle. Okay. Um, But we should keep in mind that mediums had a tendency to embellish their mysterious beginnings. Uh-huh. So it's it's a pos- there's a possibility that Florence later in her career kind of romanticized yes. this period of her life. Imagined for herself, yeah. And because, why wouldn't you? Yeah, cause, well, because her mother claims that apparently, like Florence had always had these kind of gifts. She'd always mm. been aware of spirits, and then when she was fifteen, things yeah, like I said, really kind of started to take off, and that her mother was in despair over Florence's behavior. Mm. Which, again, if it's things like just daydreaming and being grumpy, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. Despair, like, yeah. Took her to a spiritualist circle seeking help yeah. for this stuff. So either way, she ends up at the Dalston Spiritualist Circle. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if your head's spinning around and you're vomiting bile, you know, yeah. like if you've gone all exorcist... If you've gone Reagan. Then, yeah, yeah. Gone full Reagan. If you've got a full Reagan, <laughs> I think that's what the, the level should be. That's what the marker should be. Yeah. Then that's fair enough for dis- despair. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm, still, I'm still in doubt about the day. 14-year-old. <laughs> still in doubt about that, but that's fine. Yeah. So at the Dalston Circle, she learned under the guidance of more experienced sitters and her um, abilities began to develop very um, quickly. So she was working under the influence of a man, a, a medium named Frank Hearn, um, who manifested a spirit named John King. Mm. Now, John King. So, okay. So he, he had a spirit control. Now, the spirit controls are kind of like familiars. Like, I don't really know how else to describe them. They're spirits that are kind of with you for your whole career. Yeah. They appear at like basically all of your seances. Um, they, they, but that, so, but, uh, so you can still like, what's the word? Conjure or what's the word? What's the word? Materialize. Materialize. You can still materialize other spirits. Would you? Yeah. If, if, John, if like, if John King, John yeah, King? Yeah, John King. Is your main, yeah. your main guy. Your main dude. Is there still a possibility that you might materialize somebody other than John King? Um, generally, you would just materialize your... Your familiar, your, your main... Yeah. Um, Florence did have... Oh, actually, no, I'll come back to that. But typically, yes. I mean, okay. certainly they communicated with other spirits. Yeah. But I've not actually read any reports of them materializing. So, and I'll, I'll get into describing what the materialization is all about, but right, so typically... They- you could, yeah, they would communicate with other spirits, but typically only materialize their spirit control. Okay, got it. Yeah, um, which is, you know, very convenient. Um, it is very convenient. So John King, for some reason, has a different name in the spirit world than he had in real life because John King claims to be the ghost of Henry Owen Morgan, who was a famous buccaneer. Buccaneer is such a good word, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If I have a child, I'm just going to call them buccaneer. Buccaneer. No, I'm not. <laughs> But for a moment there, it Maybe sounded, a middle name. Maybe a middle name. Yeah, it sounded like a good idea for a second. John Buckner. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, so Hearn's spirit guide was John King. That's important. So Florence is developing very quickly under this um, kind of, she's like an apprentice. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and in April 1872, at the age of 15, she developed the ability – She well, she first produced the, quote, quote death-like face with staring eyes oh. of the spirit who would become her spirit control, Katie King. 
the daughter of Hearn's control, John. Mm. So convenient. Yes. (laughs) But, okay, actually, on that, Katie King, um, she didn't appear to Florence first. She'd actually appeared to a few other mediums before she came to Florence Cook. So she'd been around on the circuit for a little while. Yeah. um, But she's primarily, primarily worked with Florence. Yeah. Um, and is this a gender thing as well? Like, will a woman usually manifest or materialize a woman and uh, a man? Typically, there are. I think Mary Rosina Showers um, had a male spirit con- control that she mm. would manifest. Okay. So, also, I should say that a couple of mediums had a. Well, yeah, some mediums had a couple of spirit controls. So, even like they would have like two or three on retainer who would come frequently. To, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Who would come to their um spiritual to their seances and i think off the top of my head i think mary rosina showers who was one of florence's in rivals come friends and um eventually partner like as in like um business business not, partner. not business partner but they would perform together yeah. um i think i'm pretty sure that she had one of her spirits was a male spirit interesting okay yeah um but typically they tended to be the same gender as their medium yeah. So, so Katie King in life was apparently Annie Owen Morgan, um, and she was something of a controversial figure. Who, like, I guess when you've got a buccaneer father, you tend to be a bit of a controversial figure yourself. But maybe we can come back to that mm. in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about who Katie King maybe was. Okay. So the first seances were made up of like all this kind of typical stuff that we've already kind of covered: the table wrapping, a ports, which is the objects that'll fall from the ceiling and disembodied voices. Um, and this phenomenon grew as did Florence's fame. And she began to be written about in local spiritualist newspapers. Okay. And then meanwhile, there's these two up and coming new mediums. So Mary Rosina Showers, who mm. I was just talking about, she is a year older than Florence. So she was 16 at the time. She first appeared on the scene um, in, 18, in May of 1872. And... Florence's sister Kate oh. became entranced for the first time um, in 1872. Mm. So, so Kate felt she was missing out. Yeah. She wanted to get on board. That's right. Okay. We've got some rivalry yeah. going on. Fair enough. Um, so Florence is under some pressure to do something pretty spectacular yeah. and retake the stage from these two new, pretty young. Because <laughs> this is the thing, like so many mediums were pretty young girls. Oh, gee. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Wow. What a surprise. What a surprise. Let's go and see the pretty young girl yeah. passed out in a chair. <laughs> that's horrid. Wow, yeah. that's horrid. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of weird politics that we're going to, we'll probably get into about that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Can't so wait. after experimentation in 1873, Florence developed the ability to produce the full form materialization of katie king so she's no longer just eyes staring at everybody she's now a full form materialization okay so i'm interrupting yeah that's your job good that's my (laughs) job my job is to interrupt um right so the full form materialization is that a separate being to okay so your uh florence cook your medium is still bodily somewhere else yes and then there's another figure yes. that appears. Yes. That is 
The, okay, all right. Sure. <laughs> so basically, and everybody sees them at the same time. No. Oh no! Oh, okay. No, okay, tricky. Mm. So what happens? Am, is, I, am I skipping ahead in the story? <laughs> no, actually, that was a fantastic segue. Uh, excellent. Because, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. So what would happen is the medium enters um, a spirit cabinet. Okay. Right. So this is a dark enclosed space, which is necessary um, for energy, yeah. right? For to to heighten the energy to um produce that's that's required to produce something like a full form spirit manifestation because apparently this is a very draining thing to do right as you can imagine like you're producing a whole 3d person so wow that would be (laughs) yeah wow so um the medium would go inside this cabinet which is not necessarily a cabinet it's usually just a kind of a dark enclosed space, which is covered by like a curtain right. or a door or something. Like a closet type yeah. thing. Yeah, right. a closet or whatever it might be. Yeah. And um, they sit in a chair and they go into a trance. Now, in the closet though, typically the medium would be bound. So mm. um, in order to prove that they weren't the ones who were getting up and like leaving the cabinet and walking around in the dark um, – they would tie them up. So usually a, yeah. um, a trusted member of the audience would come up and bind the medium to the chair. Yeah. And there were all sorts of different kind of tricks that they used. Sometimes they used like bells and like, you know, like things that would ring if they moved. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that they could tell if the medium had yeah. left the so chair. So it's just kind of like it's early Houdini, yeah. David Copperfield yeah. type stuff going on Mm -hmm. okay exactly right that's clear yeah so um yeah so technically you've got the appearance of like two separate entities but of course the the reality of this is is what's up for debate here Mm -hmm. yeah um but if we trust that this is what they do then yes the spirit is a fully formed separate entity which looks as real as um anybody else yep okay and um actually i have an account here from the first time that katie king appeared so this is an account from a sitter who was present at katie king's first full form materialization which was published in the daily telegraph and here it goes and lo and behold Though he had left Miss B, this stands for Miss Blank, as Florence remains anonymous in this account, tied and sealed to her chair and clad in an ordinary black dress, somewhat voluminous as to the skirts, a tall female figure draped classically in white with bare arms and feet did enter at the open door or rather down the centre from between the two rugs and stood statue-like before us, spoke a few words and retired. After which we entered the Bedouin tent and found pretty Miss B with her dress on as before, knots and seals secure, and her boots on. This was form number one, the first I had ever seen. It looked as material as myself. So that's from a sitter present at the first. Excellent. Materialization of Kennedy. Well, if she had boots on (laughs) and the entity was barefoot, I'm I'm convinced. (laughs) And I'm Florence convinced. was wearing black. Katie was wearing white. I'm, I'm totally convinced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I sound sorry. I sound, <laughs> so, you sound very sincere. I do. <laughs> I sound totally sincere. So Katie King became a mainstay of Florence Cook's seances, but also apparently within the Cook's home. This oh. is a bit weird. Yeah. So according to some accounts, Katie King would randomly appear in the house, would sleep with Florence. Which, apparently, Florence didn't like. Oh. 
What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The Weird. plot. The plot <laughs> has thickens. Yeah. And so Florence got married not long after. I think she got married at seventeen. And her husband, Captain Corner, said he felt Captain like Corner. Captain Corner. Does he sell furniture? Is that his job? Because <laughs> if I had a name like that, I would go into like the furniture business. <laughs> sorry that's really captain corner the furniture salesman <laughs> good said he felt like he'd married two women oh ding yeah. ding ding lucky man <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a bit weird right so it's basically just a cover for a threesome we yeah let's come back okay, let's, 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 let's let's jump the gun let's keep that let's in the backs the of our minds okay yeah, and continue with the story. Yeah. yeah, see, this is, but this is just. I know we're keeping this in the backs of our minds, but this is this idea about deviance, though, oh yeah, isn't it? Like yeah, this is the idea about can we can we go down this track? Yeah, yeah, go go. This is the idea that about power, about finding power mm. in relationships, right? And how would you in that society, in the way things worked, yeah. how would you be able to have such a relationship? Oh, just standardly, yes. You couldn't yes. do that. You can't <laughs> just standardly have that relationship. Yep. There needs to be some kind of like over the top ruse. Yeah. As this <laughs> could possibly be. Though I don't want to make any. No. <laughs> but, I mean, we're not making assumptions, but. But. But totally. Yes. Yes. Totally, <laughs> I mean, yes. no, but. Okay. So remember all this stuff about. Okay. So you're a young, pretty medium you're 16 years old right you've just realized that <laughs> gone are the carefree days of your childhood yeah. your future is pumping our babies until you die yeah that's literally your job the future that's your job that now. lies ahead of yeah. you and <laughs> like i can't remember where i was going with this um so that's <laughs> i like it though i like it wherever you're going that's who you are but as a me so mediumship as it's in its very nature. So remember, these are, are women who are being literally taken over mm. by spirits. Mm-hmm. Okay. The whole deal relies on your passivity. Yes. Yeah. Right? Your ability to be an empty vessel. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To be literally inserted by spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, <laughs> This is like maintaining this ideal of Victorian femininity, mm-hmm. this, you know, angel in the house persona yeah. who's like so perfect and feminine and yeah. passive and just like, yeah. like literally being in a trance is the epitome of Victorian femininity. And this is probably one of the things that all of these, I'm sure that there are a bunch of creepy dudes who came to this seance to watch pretty young girls go into trances yeah. and just sit there like floppy on a chair. Okay. <laughs> But really, like imagine it's like that. the equivalent of going to watch like a smutty film yes. in the cinema, like, and then they're taken over by a spirit, yeah. and that spirit can say anything. and do yeah. fucking anything, yeah. And the medium is not responsible, yeah. So it's actually entirely subversive, absolutely it's subversive, completely the opposite of what it appears to be. Absolutely, all appearances are of maintaining this perfect female ideal whereas the reality of it is you've got young women who hold the power yeah and who are saying whatever the fuck they want exactly and getting away with it because they're like oh i didn't say that that was the spirit yeah yeah 
Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, Can yeah. we still do that now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Go as long as nobody ever listens yeah. to this. Oh, it wasn't me. Damn, I was yeah. the spirit. I'm going to do that from now on. I was on. possessed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best excuse for anything ever. I was, I was possessed. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, oh, actually, yeah. So on that, and, okay, I was just talking about all the, like, dudes who would come to watch, right? So Florence became very famous quite quickly. Um, and I think a lot of this to do is her, with, with her youth. She was considered pretty, although, I mean, if you look at the photo. Yeah, anyway. Um, she, she was <laughs> All right, so you feel pretty. that Googling Florence <laughs> perhaps is not the standard. Um, well, we're just talking. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going yeah. to shame Florence. Dude, yeah, don't um, judge her how she looks, man. I'm not doing that. She's impressive enough. Come on. Sorry. Um, but another thing is that Florence never formally charged admittance to her seances. Oh, so this is another of okay. those like keeping up appearances things, right? Like in the same way that like being really passive and receptive to spirit yeah. appears to be upholding ideal femininity in the same way, not charging for your seances up here's this idea of respectability yeah. because real ladies don't have jobs real ladies Mm -hmm. don't work yeah um only the lower classes need have a have a need to earn money Mm -hmm. right if you're middle or upper class you don't need to earn money so you have no need to charge for your seances um so you're upholding that idea of of respectability as at the same time because the other thing that's important to remember that the working class particularly working women were associated with low morals yeah inherent devious sexuality and low intelligence so to avoid this association you have to remain like appear to be kind of upper or middle class um, and remain within the private world so while public mediums charge for their services um big spectacle performances private mediums practice with small friends small groups of friends within the home um and that was considered more yeah respectable yep. yeah yep and moral moral assumptions meant that public mediums were seen to be more likely to stoop to fraud yes right and uh-huh. ladylike private mediums weren't mm. however 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 while they didn't charge formally this is again another one of those keeping up appearances things so as florence's fame grew she received a lot of gifts and donations she was the house guest of lords and ladies and she was often taken on like these really exotic trips um and she soon came to the attention of a man named charles blackburn who was a wealthy man who saw florence's materialization of katie king and offered to pay her and this is a quote a sum equal to the stipend received by many a hard-working curate for his ministrations i don't know how much that is but that's what (laughs) curates earn sure that is what she's earning so in return he'd have some control over her career though so essentially he became like a patron or manager he took her to paris she was invited on his yacht so (laughs) she and she would get gifts of like jewelry this job she went to courts of like late lords and ladies like she was like living the high life all right. Without ever formally charging yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Florence's career is on the rise. She has a wealthy patron. She's the guest of very important and influential people in London. She's outperforming her sister and Mary Rosina Showers. Um, however, as her fame grows, the similarities between the pretty young Florence Cook and the pretty young Katie King 
were becoming, to some, a little obvious. Mm. Yes. So one seance in December 1873, one of the sitters, William Volcom, noticed these similarities and in a fit of anger grabbed Katie by the wrist, shouting that she was Florence in disguise. Katie fought back and, for a being made up mostly of ectoplasm, she didn't do a bad job. She scratched him, leaving physical marks on his nose, and then she disappeared, dissolving, according to one sitter, from the feet up. Oh, yeah. Wow. So the Earl and Countess of Caithness? Caithness? I don't know how to say that. Katniss? Katniss? Everdeen? (laughs) The Earl and Countess of Katniss Everdeen and the barrister (laughs) Henry Dumphy were present. Um, And appalled by this outrageous behaviour and aware of how dangerous interference to the spirits can be to the medium inside the cabinet, Ah. seized Volcom and a scuffle ensued. Ah, I like these words. Yeah. So um, typically... Would a would a manifestation um, touch people? Yeah, or people they, would they touch did it sometimes. Okay, yeah. so it's not necessarily not um, not a done thing to be touched or to touch mm. the the manifestation. Mm. It's just simply the fact that he's grabbed her yeah. so violently. Normally, so the spirit is allowed to touch you. Yeah, but you're not allowed to touch the spirit. Okay, right. So, and spirits would like come and they'd like stroke your arm, they'd sit in your lap, they'd tickle you, but they were really playful and flirty. Yeah. Again, let's just think about who was really doing all this touching. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but it was, so basically it's considered if you upset the spirit, that's dangerous to the medium. Yeah. Because the energy, the negative energy that that imparts on the the spirit is is transferred to the medium. So So, he has totally overstepped the boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's terrible. It's dangerous. Dun, dun, dun. It's inconceivable what he's done. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yes. So yeah. So um, they have this big scuffle. Volcom is ejected from the room. Um, they then checked the cabinet and found Florence still inside, her clothes disheveled but still tied to her chair. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, how'd she get disheveled? Well, that's the question. How? How? How would that happen? happen? I have no idea. (laughs) Perhaps it was like a a negative reaction from what was happening to Katie. Yeah, she was convulsing in her chair. Yeah, that seems like what it would be. Uh, Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I mean, like there were a lot of people because this is also the time when the rise of atheism and, and you know, like a, and genuine scientific inquiry. So there were a lot of people who were genuinely like, no, she's a fraud. OK, sure. There were a lot of people who weren't buying into it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. No, but but then you have people who are giving accounts where they say that they see her dissolving from the feet. up. Yes. So who are these people? So she had a lot of really loyal followers. Right. And and I so guess... So do they... Hang on. So, so do these followers think that that's what they're seeing? Or are they outright I, I making honestly, stuff up? No, I honestly think a lot of... I, I honestly think that the accounts from these sitters are genuine in the sense that they believe that this is what they saw. Okay. So this comes to an idea that we talk about a lot, about hysteria. Yeah. But... Maybe we won't go into. Maybe we won't go down the rabbit hole of hysteria yeah. right now. <laughs> but I feel like hysteria is going to come up like a lot. Yeah, in this a podcast. lot. Yeah, but yeah, no, but but really, yeah. Like I think that it has a lot, and also this is stuff that's usually taking place in very low light. Yeah, and you do have a sense of mass hysteria, and you do also like let's not discount like 
the nature, that desperate need to believe in something Mm -hmm. is really powerful. Yeah. And if you've got a woman appearing in front of you in the dark, like in this beautiful white dress who says that she's a spirit from the 17th, uh, no, 18th century, that's overwhelming to your senses you know like i think that it's really i think it's very reasonable to think that a lot of people genuinely did believe what they saw yeah i think and and i'm like you know i'm a i'm a pretty open-minded person so i i don't buy into full form materialization but i like you know who knows some of the other stuff yeah you know who who knows i don't know Mm -hmm. it's probably it's probably very much a bunch of there's a lot of trickery at hand, I think, but a lot of trickery I don't want to say hand, that it's all trickery necessarily. I suppose that's it, isn't it? Like now, we're now we're going. You're right. Now we are going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> so so should down. we get in? Because we're about to get into one of the more interesting, the, one of the more potentially deviant aspects of Florence's career. Let's do it. I want it. Because then go we can, there. and then we can just unpack all of it. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, so this had a little bit of an impact on Florence's career. She did have loyal supporters some of whom pointed out that Vulcan went on to marry another medium who was very jealous of Florence's fame but this type of controversy could be very damaging to a medium's career so how does one overcome such controversy how does one prove that one is not a fraud in this period of rapidly changing faith and technological wonder I I don't know tell me one submits oneself to the careful and objective scrutiny of science Ah, uh-huh. science. Science. Enter Sir William Crookes. Enter science. Enter science. Sweet. Yeah. So Sir William Crookes, like he's a proper, he's a legit scientist. Yes. So I have read a little bit about William Crookes. Yeah. Even though I wanted to keep calling him William Crookes, but that's yeah. fine. Florence Cook, William Crookes. So you can see my confusion. Yes. Um. And now he invented vacuum tubes. Yeah, he yeah, did. Right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's my... Yep, he my... invented vacuum tubes. He discovered the element thallium. Oh, good on him. Yep. Um, but he was, he's like, he's famous I'm for... I'm discovering his... the ele- element scotch and coke right now. <laughs> he's mostly famous for his work in um, radioactivity. Uh, he was an early researcher in radioactivity. Yeah. So he's a man of science. He's a man of science, Yeah. So Florence asked if he would be interested in investigating her mediumship in an effort to contribute to the new field of psychical research, and he happily obliged. So he was also interested in psychical research, which is where also interested in sixteen-year-old girls. This—that's the question. (laughs) Okay, right. That's where—that's where we're going to go. Oh, that's where we're going. (laughs) That's where we're going. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because yeah, well, you know, maybe. Maybe. Like if a sixteen-year-old girl presents herself to you and you're like and is like hey you're scrutinize this an old man of science and she's like i would like you to objectively oh. scrutinize my scrutinize no, i'm sure that's not how she did it at all <laughs> why does she sound like a southern belle <laughs> isn't that how all seductive, all seductive women is in a southern belle that's it it's in the southern belle accent there's no other way to seduce anyone ever it's brilliant it's so, good. so she did that so now she's channeling a Southern Belle. Yes. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So Florence came to live with Crooks uh. and his wife. Oh. Yeah. And her sister 
also came to live with them and oh. her mother also often stayed with them. Okay. So that's quite a move up for the Crooks family. Yeah. Into Sir William Crooks's happy middle class wealthy home. Is this in London now? Yeah. Is it yeah, right. Well we were always in London. She was from Hackney. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I'm just staying. I'm just like, are we staying? Well, We're in he, a different is, part of London. No, is he in? That's what I was. Yeah, yeah like, is he in London still? <coughs> yes. Is this where Crooksy? Yep. Crooksy baby. baby is. Crooksy's in London. Yeah. So is Floco. So is Floco. <laughs> Floco and Crooksy. Yeah. We started something. Um, but apparently Crooks was quite convinced that Florence and Katie were two separate beings. Yeah. But of course, like we we only have his first hand accounts. Um, so how much of this is true and how much of this is something else is kind of like up to for discussion. Yeah. And I've read a little bit of his accounts and they're mostly just like, I've observed this, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting to note that when this happened, this happened. It, like there's no, okay. it's not what we would today consider objective empirical science. Yes. It's just right. like this happened. I've observed something. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And so also with Crooksy, he was getting getting on at this stage of yeah. life and he had pretty bad eyesight yeah. around about now, didn't he? Yes. yes. So maybe what? Maybe he wasn't even really observing anything particularly Let's, Yeah. Effectively. I have a theory that I think the eyesight 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 thing is gonna be important in. Oh. But I need to tell some other stuff first. Okay, okay. We'll come yeah. back to that. We'll come back to the yeah. eyesight thing. So, um, because one of his the most famous parts of his investigation involved spirit photography. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is something that's worth Google imaging. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. Image searching. I fucking love spirit photography. <laughs> Just all Victorian photography is really fascinating, but spirit photography is one of my top picks if you're into googling <laughs> victorian photography google victorian spirit photography and also google memento moris oh yeah memento moris yeah. sorry yes. not sorry about what you'll find there yeah. but yeah 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 i can love it absolutely <laughs> and so um ectoplasm is also one of yes. those those terrific oh oh my god no i just i wish that on a podcast you could like show people but yeah please google victorian ectoplasm <laughs> spirit photography it's fucking amazing uh, it's i'm not sure i'm convinced by it no but it's worth, <laughs> worth it's having worth a look looking at worth having a look but remember at. this is pre-photoshop so that's right you know like h- how do you know to not take anything that you see at face value with a photograph because and some of that stuff is better than what i can do on photoshop yeah so <laughs> some of it's very obviously like faces cut out yeah and stuck Stuck. on a (laughs) like it's it's great you should look it up yeah um but oh and also like on that so crooks created 55 photographs but only a handful remain because a lot of them were destroyed when he died oh it's convenient that's that's a shame it is a shame i'd really actually genuinely love to see them Hmm. so where do the surviving ones live on Google. On Google. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. I that's don't fine. That's, I would that's I right. would have an answer, but I don't have an answer. Okay, that. that's good. <laughs> Just Excellent. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. I know. Some some archive somewhere. Some archive has them somewhere, yeah. Um, so during these sessions, Florence would lie with her face covered in a shawl while Katie would appear to be photographed. The reason for the shawl is oh, that... Oh, come yeah, on! No, 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 no. So the reason for the shawl is that Crooks wanted Florence to appear in the photographs as 
proof, but they had to maintain the darkness and isolation that the cabinet would oh, normally provide. Oh, for the cup. Oh, people. <laughs> people. Yeah. That yeah. Is all, that's the worst excuse of all time. I know. And some of the photos, you can see it. Like, you can see a woman with a shawl on her covering her face and another woman who is Katie King. So. Why would you not just, like, tie a blindfold around and this your is eyes? The thing. They, can't, they like, their idea of what constitutes proof is obviously really different to ours because it's, that was yeah. enough. They were yeah. like, oh, no, there's a good reason for her face being covered. But you can clearly see that there's a woman in this photo. Yeah. So that's good enough. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's <laughs> not going to stand up it in court. Prove. It's not going to stand up in court. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. But we'll accept that for what that's it is. That's that. Yeah. yeah. So we also did some galvanation tests on Florence. Oh. So Florence was hooked up to did an that involve al- lubrication? I'm sorry. Galvani- galvanizing. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, okay. actually, there there was so um, at some sittings, Florence was asked to put her hands into a chemical solution. Oh. I mean, it's not the same as lubricant. But there was a, there was a chemical solution involved. That apparently the solution. I should go back because there's a galvanator. A galv gal. Hang on. Galvanometer. 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 It measures electrical currents. Sure, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. Like, all I think of when I think of galvanization is Frankenstein and, like, frog's legs twitching under ah. electrical current. Like, that's that's where galvanization comes from. Okay. Is that's the all of the stuff that they were doing in the late 18th century yeah. when they were like, oh, my God, electricity makes, makes muscles move. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we can use this to bring people back from the dead. Yeah. Instead of just thinking about galv that goes on the roof now. Yeah. Because that's what I think of. I do, don't think of that. But it's not the same thing. I think of frog's legs twitching. You and I think about different things. (laughs) So that's fine. People coming back from the dead. (laughs) Okay. Frankenstein's monster. Sweet. So, um, So, yeah, so Florence was hooked up to an electric current. Connected with resistance coil to a galvanometer. Galvanometer. And if if Florence moved, this galvanometer would show fluctuations. So Katie King appeared, and yet the fluctuations on the galvanometer did not move. And when the seance was over, Florence was found to be sitting with all wires intact. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a reasonable thing. Yeah. Okay. Unless maybe they just didn't... Turn the galvanometer on. Yeah. Okay. So that's the basic story. That's the controversy. This is where it kind of ends. These are the experiments. Florence did go on to have. A, this is kind of the peak of her career. She didn't really do much after this. Okay. She. And what age is she now? You know, like late teens. So how? What was the period of time that this? Um, even... from like eighteen seventy-two to eighteen seventy-four. Okay. So it's a. So it's a couple of years. Only a short period of time. She was very, she had a very, like. Quick quick rise to fame. And then. And she did work uh, as a medium after this. But this is like her, her, this is the period that she's really famous for. And in terms of her as a deviant woman, it's her experiments with William Crookes and her rise to fame that are the really interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, <laughs> I interrupted your train of thought from before. No, it's okay. Because I was just thinking about her in terms of being like a child star. Yeah, well, she's, essentially she went she on was. to like heroin addiction after this. She didn't. She went and on then to, just to appear in a bunch marriage of... and oh. having babies. She had she had a bit of a loveless marriage to Captain Corner. 
Oh, Captain Corner, the yeah. furniture guy. Yeah. Oh, no. She had two. She had two two daughters, and it didn't really end very happily. Yeah. But yeah, she did have a little bit of a career comeback. Um, later, she was also um like had some other debunkings as for fraud and stuff later in her career. But I want to talk about William Crooks. Yes, good. What's going on with him? What is going on with him? What do you think? Um, what do you think this whole thing? Because he's like, he was I think, apparently, I, I mean, I think that he's convinced. I think maybe, but is there also a possibility that he's, and these, I'm doing air quotes, is there a possibility that he's galvanizing Floco? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yes. If, I think we, so. if we all understand what I mean by okay, galvanizing. Let's think, let's think about it. Like, okay, Florence, poor girl from Hackney. Sudden meteoric rise in fame, gifts. She's appearing in like courts, in like lords and ladies' parlor rooms. She's getting gifts of jewelry and she's like going on yachts to Paris. Like she's poor girl from Hackney, you Mm -hmm. know? So, how do you otherwise achieve that level of fame and wealth as poor 17 year old girl from Hackney? What, what are you saying that you- like what other avenues do you have to that kind of wealth and rising status yeah. in power like she had people like fawning at her you know and hanging on her every word mm. how do you how do you achieve that uh, in victorian society i don't know but short summer i don't know i don't like i don't like what you're insinuating what am i insinuating you're insinuating some form of Sexual <laughs> no, indiscretions. Not necessarily, though that is, of course, possibly a part of it. But I, I actually don't really mind if that's what you're insinuating. No, because, okay, let's think about this. If you, Victorian women, really, especially at that age, you are your body. Mm-hmm. You are what your body is capable of. And you don't have much value outside of that. Like, you are literally a baby-making machine. Mm-hmm. Or you are a prostitute. Those are basically your options. Or you die as an old, poor spinster. Like, those are your options, right? So to reduce women to their bodies and then blame them for using those bodies to, to for their own, like, kind of good, well, that's, I think that's a bit of bullshit. You know, like, if you've only got this one tool that's been given to you, you're not allowed to do anything else. Yeah. Why not fucking use it? I think, You're the one okay. who's controlling what you're so, doing with it. So definitely, yes, for the most part, I think. But that's also not to say that there weren't women who didn't succeed mm. outside of the norm through other means. Yeah, but also we don't know if she was having a sexual relationship with any of exactly. these Exactly, so she may not, may well not and have And either way, been... what she is doing is she's using the system. She's using that's right. yeah. these values of Victorian femininity and subverting them yeah. and using them to her own gain yeah and good on her <laughs> like that's what <laughs> more i think pa- more power to more you power to her. yeah exactly yeah. so i guess yeah so that's that's kind of the idea of where where this idea of her actual um agency to use a favored term yeah <laughs> um comes into play in that even if this isn't being masterminded or um the strings aren't being pulled elsewhere she's still the one that in control yeah she's still the one that um i guess is 
kind of the powerful one. Yeah, and that's the thing that I think is the most interesting part of this is that even if, like, hey, let's just say one of the possible scenarios is that Florence Cook was a genuine medium. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to discount that. I don't think it's the most likely scenario, but I also don't want to do her the disservice of saying that I think that she's lying. Yeah. Um, but if that is the case, good on her, using her talents. That's fantastic. Probably more likely, even if she has some weird abilities, she's probably not fully manifesting the spirit of Katie King. So she's doing something else. Yeah. And so she's manipulating. And and these are the kind of traits that are often demonized, like manipulation and cunning, and they're often attributed to women. Yes. But again, like this is the only way that you can achieve power in a system where you have to appear to be not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You have to appear to be passive and appear to be subservient. But under the surface, you you, like that's what manipulation is, isn't it? Really, yeah. is where appearances are different from reality. Yeah, and then I suppose as well is that 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 those are sort of the qualities that are given negative terms like cunning. Yeah. Whereas really, it's just smarts. It's, yeah, that's right. You're just being smart. It's just being smart. Yep. Yeah. So why? It's just that you don't have the ability to be outwardly smart mm. because people won't let you get away with it and you get shut down. Yeah. As a woman. Yeah. So you just have to be secretive about it. It's just a natural condition of. Your society. Mm. What, um, what happened to Crooksy in all of this? So Crooksy went on to get his OBE and he, did, he didn't die till 1919. Oh. He lived till he was old. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've got a couple of possible explanations about what's going on. Oh, here. theories. I've got some theories. Yep. So is Florence using Crooksy to gain credibility, money, and a place in the upper class? I think we've kind of covered this because of that whole that subversive side of, of, of meanership. But the other thing here is who Katie King is. Yeah. Okay. So Katie King, the daughter of the Buccaneer. Yeah. Right. She in life was famed for being a prostitute, for being, um, for murdering people. She was like really violent. Um, yeah. So she was not a nice woman in life. She was very like, you know, she's a buccaneer woman. Yeah. She's a swearing, yeah. fighting, like. Calamity Jane of Calamity, the Seas. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. She is the woman that Florence Cook cannot be, yeah. who, who she isn't allowed to be. Yeah. So coming back to this whole thing about like being at this age, at puberty age and realizing that your life holds these really limited options for you. And suddenly, suddenly you realize that. There's this persona that you can embody and live out. You're allowed to touch people in the dark. Yeah. You're allowed to take your clothes. Like in some seances, Florence was like, well, not Florence, actually. Sorry. Katie Katie King. King. Katie King took all her clothes off. Yeah, right. Like, (laughs) and touched people and flirted with people. Yeah. You can't do that. Florence Florence can't can't do do that. that. Katie, Katie King. King can. Katie King can. <laughs> That's Florence- a t-shirt. Katie King can. <laughs> yeah. Florence can totally, as we were saying, oh, that, was, that was Katie. Yeah. That wasn't me. Katie took her clothes off. Katie was the one who got naked and danced in front of all those yeah. people. Wow. And that's the other thing. Um, so the second possibility is, of course, that Floco and Crooksy are having an affair. Yeah. 
Um, so Katie King is an embodied performance of Florence's repressed sexuality and a means of covering an illicit relationship with crooks. That's my theory. Is that your theory? Is that that's, your preferred theory? That's one of my theories. I mean, I think that Katie King as as an embodiment of repressed sexuality is definitely my main theory. Whether that means she definitely was having an affair with crooks or not, if it's just that kind of like expression mm. of that kind of energy that she had. Um, either way, I think that that's definitely something that's worth considering. But there is another possibility. Oh, really? Because you remember Florence's, Florence's sister mm. and Crooks's bad eyesight. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so Florence's sister Kate came to live with them in Crooks's house. Indeed. Yeah. So there's always two women in the photos. We just don't see both of their faces. Yeah. Florence, Florence and Katie King are said to have a resemblance, but there are differences in their looks. One of them had pierced ears. The other one didn't. One of them apparently has a mole on their neck. The other one didn't. Yeah, right. So there's Kate Cook hanging out in the background of all of this. Okay, so that just sounds... All right, so that, <laughs> and that sounds like the most Probably. logical... <laughs> doesn't, isn't that just like... Why didn't we start with that? <laughs> so Florence Cook was this woman and she had this sister and the sister and was all sister the other... And sister got to all, the other all stuff. of her repressed sexuality. Yeah, that's right, through. yeah. But I mean, okay, yeah. And also because you mentioned that Florence didn't like it. Yeah. When she came to sleep with... So, it, yeah, <laughs> so that makes more sense. And guess... So Florence Cook, I'm sad to say she died when she was in her 40s. Guess who Captain Corner married? Oh, no. The furniture guy? Yeah, guess who we married? He married Kate. He married Kate. He oh. fucking married Kate. Holy crap. Yeah. So. Oh, God, come on. <laughs> who are we kidding? That is the most obvious option. So actually, the most interesting person throughout this whole thing isn't Florence, it's Kate. <laughs> Florence, oh my god, poor Florence. Florence is actually now she's merely a pawn. I think okay, she's merely a pawn. I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I think that Florence was definitely getting her rocks off as much as Kate was. Yeah, I think because this whole thing that we're talking about about like these weird like threesomes and stuff that well, you know, you can disguise through these ruses, like. What were Florence and Kate getting up to together? Like, were they in on it together? Probably. Yeah. You don't just, you know, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Kate. So, what So what do we know about Kate then? So she... I married... don't know anything about Kate. Oh, okay. All right. So that we need to do some research into Kate, for sure. Yeah. But Florence is the one who got all the gifts, all the money, all the... She got to live the high life. But I'm sure she was sharing it with Kate. So when she went on, like... When she was off traveling around on yachts and stuff. Yeah. Where was Kate then? I don't think Kate was with her. Right. Mary Rosina Showers may have been. She's the other medium. Yeah. Because she was also one of Charles Redburn's girl. Charles Blackburn, sorry. Redburn is his fictional name in a book that's <laughs> kind of based on them. Um, Charles Blackburn, he was. she was one of his other little protégés. Interesting. So, um... Kate and Katie. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound like much of a... No. <laughs> so it actually sounds like maybe they're flagging that all along. Does this still make... The, the, I think what we just have here is we have two deviant women. Yeah. We've Bam. Got, we've got a deviant women 
duo. We've got sisters. Yeah, sisters are doing it for themselves. I like it. This is that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm super pleased we ended up there. <laughs> I'm super pleased we came full circle to to Kate. <laughs> um, that's brilliant. So that's Florence King. That's Florence, not not. Not not. Florence Cook. It's Florence Cook. Cook and Katie, Katie King. King. Why are there so many Kate Cook? I don't know. And then Crooks and Crooksy and yeah. <laughs> so many C towns. C's and K's. So it's just too difficult. People. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be just like a plain old Sally in there somewhere? <laughs> Something. Yep. Um, Flory. Well, Flory. Florence's family called her Flory. So we can call it Flory. All right, Flory. No, I like Floco. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, I think that that uh, has given us all some food for thought, for sure. I think that, that – does that bring us to a, a good logical ending? I think it does. I think it, it brings us to a close. Yeah. Um, I think that that was a brilliant – Yeah. Absolutely brilliant person to start well, – More than just – Yeah, persons, <laughs> multiple persons to start with. Um, and that idea of – yeah, basically how you can subvert your place yeah. um, has been embodied quite nicely. Embodied. Embodied. How so apt. It's all about embodiment, isn't yeah. it? Um, quite beautifully there. Yeah. So um, we're going to do another one of these yeah. in the near future. Do you want to tell us? Because you're going to take the reins yeah. next time. I think next time. Do you want to give us a hint? Don't tell us who it is. No, I won't. But I drop some that. deets. Um, so I think, yeah, next time round, we're going to talk about, um, another woman who lived in a similar sort of historical Mm. era, um, a real woman, a real historical woman. We're not going to delve into fiction just yet. We'll stick with some real ladies. Um, and she was a traveler. Mm. She, um, traveled a lot and she was also a cross-dresser. Yes. So she did a lot of traveling. And a lot of cross-dressing. Excellent. Um, and I think maybe that's all I'll say about all it. All right. Sounds now. good. But um, I'm pretty excited to have a chat about her next time. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's it. Thank you for making it through what has ended up being a longer podcast than we initially thought it would be. So congratulations on making it to the end. If you did. <laughs> well done. All, you can let us know. To all seven people who are listening, <laughs> thank you. Hooray. Um, and thanks. And we've got a website, which is deviantwomenpodcast.com. Yep. Very simple. Easy to remember. Easy to remember, easy to find. And you'll be able to listen to this here thing. This here, this here podcast thing. <laughs> this thing here on that and <laughs> all future podcasts. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Excellent. That's it. That's yeah. us. We're done. Outs. See you next time. Bye. Bye.